0: Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino-style games, so join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We are by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. what's up y'all it's your boy Tevin Jameer back at it again with another episode of the hate it or love it podcast um this episode now you guys are gonna notice that this is an audio only episode it's not for no deep reason it's just I was feeling lazy I didn't feel like setting up my camera but y'all know that this is more something to listen to than to watch so yeah we are gonna get into it this episode the main thing that I really want to touch on is this P&B Rock, you know, situation. If you guys know what happened, it was it's, it's really tragic, man. And I, I have a lot of thoughts on it just because P&B Rock, out of every rapper that died this generation, I would say he felt more the closest to home in this situation. Not even just in a literal sense, but just like... Well, I guess you can say somewhat in a literal sense because he's from Philly, I'm from South Jersey. It's nothing for us to go over to Philly. But the main reason I wanted to talk about this is just there's a lot going on. Like a lot of people has a lot of opinions on this situation. And so I'm not only just going to be talking to this just as a fan, but I'm also going to be talking about the overall state of rap in general because this situation right here just shows more and more why we're not in a good place as far as rap culture. As far as rap culture, we are in a very horrible place and this PNB Rock situation just really shows that. So let me get into why I say that this PNB Rock death, it, it really hits home for someone like me. Now, PNB Rock, like I said, He was from Philadelphia, I'm from South Jersey, and people in my high school, like, we were big P&B rock fans, like, everybody in my high school loved his music, and the thing is, this wasn't just us, you know, vibing with an artist, like, how people vibe with Kendrick Lamar, but you from the East Coast, or, like, how you vibe with a T.I. or, or maybe a Big Crit, like, no. PB Rock felt special to us because, like I said, we were close to Philly and he had the great music to back it up. Not only that, but we, like, literally people my age that was going to high school with me, we all literally watched him go from, you know, just an artist in the trenches trying to make it out to that successful star that got on the XXL cover. It felt really special because you know we actually seen someone besides meek mill because for the longest it was just meek that was that big it was just meek that was doing all these big things we didn't have too many big artists you know to to talk about that's close to our area i mean of course when little uzi got on you know he was big but i th- i think the thing Because I noticed that people that I went to high school with and, you know, uh, like a lot of my peers, we talked about Uzi. We rocked with Uzi. But we I feel like we didn't have that same type of connection that we had with Meek Mill and P&B Rock. Because if you listen to Uzi, like, yeah, he's from Philly, but his music doesn't really say Philly. It doesn't really say... Like his music doesn't come across like that. If you listen to Meek or, or P and B rock, you get that Philly feel. And you get that feeling. So I feel like that's why we were very connected to him. But you know, like I said, we were all watching this man go from the trenches to being a star. Like now, I wasn't on the P M B when R and B one came out. I can't I came on around the time of R and B two. R&B 3 era, I came in around that time, because you know, another big artist around, like, close to here, Fetty Wap, you know, we were we were hyped because another, like, a artist out of Jersey finally got big in the industry, and I remember my cousin Chris, he's gonna be on the podcast soon, but my cousin Chris, he told me about Fetty Wap, and you know, we were all rocking with Fetty Wap, but then I remember one day, like, he started playing uh, P&B Rock, and he was like Tevin, you should listen to him because he's almost like a Fetty Wap 2.0 like he basically makes the same type of music as Fetty but you know he does it better so i was like all right i'll i'll give him a little listen i'll check him out because chris knew that i was really into rap music and you know at that like i said at that time everybody was rocking with P- with uh, Fetty with Fetty Wap so I listened to rmb1 and i'm hearing that rmb3 is coming out soon so i'm listening to rmb1 and i instantly loved this guy's music from the intro because it's like it, it like i know at that time you know a lot of rappers was singing and whatever but his felt like genuine rmb like you know when you listen to a rapper that also sings at the same time but at the end of the day it still feels like a rap song like it still feels just like straight rap p&b rock knew how to make that perfect mixture where He'll give you a rap song that just strictly sounds like rap. He'll give you an R&B song that sounds like R&B. And I loved his music because, you know, he could give you that old school type of feel of R&B. But then also, he'll give you a runaround where it is that mixture of rap and R&B, but it doesn't feel like one style is taking over. It felt like a perfect, you know, blend of both the styles. So I instantly fell in love with his music r 1, there was only one song on the mixtape I didn't like, but I, I rocked with r b 1. b 2, not as good as r 1 to me. I, I walked away liking, well, I like all the songs on r b 2, but r 1 felt more special to me. But r b 2 was really good, and then r b 3 was amazing. Like, It's not my favorite of the whole series, like I said, r 1... Like, I like the whole series, but R&B 1 was the one that I really rocked with the most. But R&B 3 was amazing. Not only, you know, not only was R&B 3 amazing, but, you know, he just got fresh out of jail. And, you know, he was putting in work in the studio. And I remember, like I said, Meek Mill and P&B Rock was like the big artists, when I was growing up around this area. Whenever Meek Mill dropped a mixtape, album, whatever it was, it was an event. Like everybody around my way stayed up at midnight and they would always be tweeting their opinions on like what this Meek Mill project sounded like, you know, when it first came out. Like Dream Chasers 4, that was a crazy time period. Like that came out during Homecoming weekend and you know people play, like like you know we've been planning the pep rallies and all that for weeks but he drops dream chasers for that like that friday like or actually that thursday night basically midnight on friday and instantly we got dream Chaser songs in our pep rally just out of nowhere and then people banging it when they leave in coming to school going to the football games like like i said that like every time meek mill and pnb rock dropped it was a moment so i remember when rb 3 dropped like you know coming home from school everybody was banging it off the bus like it was the number one <laughs> like if we if every state or city had its own individual chart they were basically the number p and b rock was basically number one charting in Sicklerville. Like everybody was banging p and b rock r and b three at that time. And he only got bigger from there because, you know, he was putting out little songs here and there. He was putting out freestyles. and he was saying that he was gearing up to release his first album, which at one point, it was supposed to be his debut album going through the motions. That was supposed to be his debut album. And I remember when that dropped, everybody was listening. Like, lunchtime, you would hear people listening to it. In class, before the teacher was speaking and you were allowed to have your headphones in, everybody was listening to it. Like like I said, P&B Rock, whenever he dropped, it was a moment and you could not go like after he dropped that album you really couldn't go a week without at least hearing one of his songs in the hallway or somewhere around that time so yeah after that that's when he shortly after that that's when he got onto the XXL freshman class and you know It was cool seeing like someone that we knew that was close to home finally getting that big look like we're starting to see him working with major artists. We're seeing him connect with other people that we really like we really didn't think well not that we didn't think he would make it there but it's crazy. like you know how it is when you see someone from your hometown or not from our hometown but when you see someone close to home that you basically watch start from the beginning when you see them start to reach that success, it's almost like, dang, they really making it. So, and now, like I said, Meek Mill and P&B Rock was the same type of thing, but Meek Mill was going through the industry more when my brothers were in high school. So, you know, Meek Mill was already pretty much on when we got when we got older, but P&B Rock, we were watching him get to that success when we were you know in high school and stuff like that so it felt different for us with that with uh with pmb rock but like i said it was crazy seeing him you know go from the trenches of philly to being in the xxl studio surrounded by artists like x uh a boogie amine like basically all the hottest artists at the time it was crazy seeing him there and You know, I even remember going to uh, one of my friend's graduation parties and I think the radio started playing PNB Rock's remix of Unforgettable and like we were all singing to it word for word. Like this dude had a hold on the Philadelphia, South Jersey area. Like he had a hold on us. Everybody was rocking with his music. And I remember when I went off to college I'm. I went to school in Virginia. Everybody asking me who do we listen to and stuff like that. I'm putting people on the P rock. I remember when he finally did drop his debut album, Catch These Vibes. Like me and my roommate, who's from Indiana, like he stayed up with me to listen to that album from front to back that night it came out because I was like, I'm listening to this, and. Of course, even though I was far from home, I still saw everybody talking about his album. I'm on FaceTime with friends, and they giving me their opinions on the album. Like I said, it was always an event whenever he dropped. And like I said, it was crazy seeing this man go from, you know, like, it's crazy. We literally saw him from, from where he started to where he is now. Like, we were glad that he made it this far. And... You know, when he dropped um, Trap Star Turned Pop Star, that was another album that stuck with me. That came out in my sophomore year of college. And the crazy thing is a lot of people don't notice. Like, everybody knows my last girlfriend, but the first girl I officially dated, because I messed with girls back then, but, like, this was the first girl that officially was my girlfriend, we were going through, we like, you know, I went through a breakup with her and I swear PNB rocks, trap star turned pop star, like more of the emotional songs got me through that tough time, you know, first time experiencing that. And not even just, you know, the heartbreak and relationship songs, like even, you know, the real, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I don't like saying the word, but you know, the real one songs, like songs for, you know getting lit or songs for people that's going through shit like that album really got me through a lot and even when i go back and listen to it today like i still it's it's almost like a stamp in time you know when you listen to that one album at that one pivotal part in your life and when now when you listen to it it takes you back to that time sophomore year of high i mean sophomore year of college was probably my favorite year of college so when I listen to that album, it really brings me back. But this isn't going to be like no full history. Basically, I'm just talking about why Pamby Rock was like a special artist to me cuz not only did we watch him from the start, but it's also like he made a lot of songs that was pivotal to to special years of our lives. Like, you know, we look back at high school and we think about all the memories his songs brought us so sadly after that it's i don't like to i don't like to say this but you know i like to be real here in the grand scheme of the music industry he fell off i i felt very bad that he fell off because it's like this dude had real talent this dude was making genuinely good music he wasn't over here you know going stale like other artists and that's one of the big problems with me when it comes to rappers and they finally get on like once they get on they start to feel comfortable like they just kind of just put shit out without really feeling any passion in their music or anything like that PB rock he was one of the few artists where, sadly, he fell off. But even the music he was dropping, you know, you could still see he had that hunger. He had that passion in him. I don't feel like he ever lost that. Of course, of course, with any artist, you're going to find songs that you didn't rock, really rock with as much. But for the most part, I could still see that passion in him. And whenever he dropped, you know, if I knew it was coming out, I would always go to check it out. And... You know, through the years I've been hearing that he was planning on coming back. That's what, you know, people like DJ Academics were saying. That's what he was saying. He would show like different snippets on his Instagram. Like I felt like he was really going to make a comeback when I heard the snippet for um uh, his song Life Has Changed, the one he has with K Camp. Which why did he give that song to K Camp? Like that was really his song. If you literally changed you know the artist name from K Camp to P&B Rock it would be no different like PB Rock made that song K Camp just gave a feature not saying that K Camp didn't do good it just that was pB Rock's song but I thought he was really going to bring himself back into the industry with that one but you know people weren't really giving him that chance and then a lot of people was asking for his old style back like the more r&b style from his first three mixtapes like i'm not gonna say the title but you know he was they were asking for a r&b 4 i wanted an r&b 4 and he even teased that an r&b 4 was gonna come out and sadly we know how his story ended and it was crazy to see that because I remember I think it was like a month or two before I saw that little TJ got shot and I I had a conversation with my brother and I told him like if little TJ dies like not even just little TJ if any if any more you know rappers die to some senseless dumb shit I feel like I'm just going to be done with rap because this brings up a, a bigger, you know, conversation as far as the state of rap. But I'm going to get to the PNB Rock thing first. So y'all know the story. He went out. He went. To, he was I think he lived in L.A. He lived in L.A. And him and his girl went to go eat at a Roscoe's chicken and waffle spot. Now, apparently he posted that they were there first, but I saw his story before he died. I didn't see anything about a location. So if he did, he must have posted it and then and then deleted it. But I didn't see no story of him at the chicken at the chicken spot. It was really just, you know, him in the car with his girl. And then he posted, like, I guess a blogger or something posted a picture of both of them together. So he just reposted that. That's all I saw. I don't follow his girlfriend, or at least I don't think I do. But y'all know how Instagram be like they they don't really show you some people's posts sometimes. So she posted their location and I guess whoever saw it. You know, they went in, tried to they say it was a robbery, but the way that, you know, this sounded, it sounds like this was a targeted hit. They say that it was a robbery and. He shot him, and from what I heard, he either took his chain or watch. Either way, he went away with something. And the conversation around his death, and there's so many opinions that I've been hearing. Oh, his girlfriend set him up. Oh, his girlfriend should've never posted their location. PB, why would you go out there when you know that you're a rich and famous rapper? You should know how to move in L.A. These L.A. dudes is ruthless. If you ask me, a lot of the stuff that people are saying is true and false at the same time. One thing that is false, and I want to get this out of the way, is that his girlfriend did not set him up. His girlfriend absolutely did not set him up. I feel like that was a very stupid thing to say because, you know, it's like, yeah, she posted the location and there is a chance. There is a chance that the person that killed him saw her story and thought, okay, I'm about to, you know, hit this lick real quick. There is that chance. But her posting that, I don't feel like she did it with malicious intent. I don't feel like she did that knowing that that was going to happen. Because first off, why would she kill? Why would she set up to get her baby daddy killed? Knowing that that's basically how her and her daughter was going to get money. Why would she do that? Come on, y'all. Let's actually think about this not only that but he was an independent artist this isn't like no label rapper or anything like that where a whole bunch of money is about to come in instantly soon as they die like no he was an independent artist from what i heard like you know he he was trying to get himself back in the industry because you know he had a lot of money things to think about so it's like he was not in a position to where anybody would want to, like, set him up like, oh, he he dies. I'm gonna get this come up. He wasn't a come up. So it, it, let's just throw that narrative out the window. He did not set her up. Now, here's the thing. If he posted it, if she posted it, the sad reality is when people post locations, nobody thinks that that's going to happen because it shouldn't i, I see a lot of people blaming pnb rock for possibly posting it people blaming his girl for possibly posting it they if i don't know if pnb did but her posting that was not, she did not i promise you i bet you i don't know that girl but i'm just saying that i highly doubt she posted that knowing that that was going to happen. Nobody that posts their location would ever think that's going to happen. Nobody. Unless you're looking for that type of energy, but obviously these two were not looking for that type of energy. They just wanted to go eat some food. But then also I see people blaming PNB for being in a dangerous spot in LA because they were saying that the Roscoe's was in a dangerous spot that even the realist gangsters don't even go to. If that is the case, all I can say is, you know, you got to know what's right and what's wrong where you live. But that's not me putting blame on PNB Rock because the whole situation is nobody should have to worry about that. Then someone else was saying that he should have tucked in his chain or he should have never, you know, went around flaunting. Why do we have to think about this shit? That's the thing that's making me mad. Everybody's putting blame on the girl. Everybody putting blame on PNB. And yes, there is that room where you can say that that is something to think about. I'm not denying that it's not something to think about. But y'all are putting it on them like they asked for this shit to happen. Like, no, nobody expected this shit to happen. Nobody wanted it to happen because nobody should be expecting that. We shouldn't be afraid to walk around with chains on. We shouldn't be afraid to. And this isn't this isn't just about PB or anything like that. Even regular people can get robbed for shit that they got. Nobody should be afraid to walk around with the shit that they got on. Because for the most part, y'all work to get there. And that's the sad thing about it. PB Rock, if he was wearing his chains and shit like that, he worked for that shit. Like I said, a lot of these rappers come from, you know, places where they don't have that much money. A lot of people, a lot of rappers come from areas where you can barely, where you can barely even get your next meal. You got to struggle hard as hell to even get a next meal. And once they, and once they make it, they should be able to enjoy the money that they got. They should be able to spend it on whatever they got. Chumba Casino has over 100 casino-style games, so join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We we're by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive the most dependable mass-market brand, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the number one most dependable mass-market brand three years in a row by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800 333 4Kia for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among mass market brands in the JD Power 2021 to 2023 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Studies. 2023 study based on 2020 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2023 details. So, like I said, it is sad because there is that room to say he should have thought about it. There is that room to say she should have thought about it. But at the end of the day, because everybody seems to be putting the blame on them. Yes, it's something to think about. But in reality, it shouldn't even be anything to think about. It shouldn't be. And that's the sad reality of it. But, you know, I saw the reports that he got shot. I went on Twitter and another thing that's killing me with people is this trend where they have to share rappers and they're dying, like, in their last few seconds, or even, or even, you know, autopsy photos. Like, I remember when X died, I went on Twitter. Not only do I see people celebrating his death, which is like, you guys are sick and twisted people to be celebrating anyone's death, but... To be sharing a video of him basically sitting there lifeless in his car instead of there was no there was no people in the medical field around. It was just literally somebody walking up to his dead body and recording it inside his car. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? And then okay, at least granted in the PB Rock video, ambulances were there, medical people were there. But it's like, why do you want to record someone laying in a pool of their own blood, fingers twitching? That shit is sickening. If I seen someone dying right in front of me, my first thought is not going to be, oh, let me pull my phone out. My thought is either going to be, get out of there, or if they need any help, maybe I can help in some way, shape, or form. That's my thoughts. But hey, what the hell do I know? What do I know? But that shit was just sickening. Seeing that video and the fact that people are sharing it. Like it's anyone's business to see someone losing their life like that. Like just even thinking back on on that day, it's just very sickening that someone would even share that shit. That somebody would even feel like recording it that shit is sickening but the sad thing about it is there's always that chance that when someone gets shot that they could make it hell 50 cent got shot nine times and he's still here little tj like i said little tj got shot and he's still here to the point where he can even make a damn song inside his hospital room like that's crazy but when i saw that video of pnb rock something the way that he looked in that video they were saying that there was still a chance you know there was still a chance that he could make it, it was a very slim chance but they were saying that he could probably make it but when i saw that video i was like as much as i don't want to say it it does not look promising I hated saying that because, you know, PNB Rock was a special artist, but it didn't look like he was going to make it. And hours later, I'm I'm looking on Twitter to see if there's any updates. People saying, people saying, oh, um, pray for PNB Rock, pray for PNB Rock, pray for PNB Rock. I'm looking at multiple people's posts, trying to see if there's any updates on them. I refreshed Twitter and all the RIPs start pouring in and I was like, quit lying. Yo, y'all better, st- y'all better stop playing, stop playing. But it wasn't until I saw Rolling Stone. Was it Rolling Stone? It was some, it was some, you know, reputable, reputable publication. Once they posted it, I was like, shit. So, yeah, it happened. See, this is bigger than PNB Rock. Because not like take away that he was a special artist for people in my high school and people in my area and stuff like that. Even if you take that away. The state that rap is in is sickening. X, King Von, Pop Smoke, Young Dolph, Juice World, Mac Miller, Nipsey Hussle. I'm pretty sure there's people that I'm missing. And now PMB Rock. So many goddamn names I just said. All of them gone too soon. Fredo, Jimmy Wapo, so many damn names I just named all gone too soon too fucking soon And this is this is why I'm saying this is a bigger conversation in rap. this is why I'm saying rap, is in such a horrible place because I remember when I first started to get into rap music I remember getting into debates with people that says oh rap is just about sex drugs and violence and all that I was like yeah there is some rappers that rap about that shit but then also you got the more positive ones and I and when I first got into rap being a positive rapper was also just as cool as being a gangster Like you had the Chief Keef's along with the Childish Gambino's and the Kendrick Lamar's. But nowadays, there was some shift. There's a certain shift in rap music where now all the rappers that people care about are either just using themselves as objects. And by that, I mean these female rappers that aren't really being empowering. They're just making themselves a sexual object. That's not fucking empowering or empowering or whatever, my speech, whatever. That's not fucking empowering. Turn yourself into a fucking object. Or or these rappers that constantly rap about killing, drilling, smoking on packs. That shit is not that shit is not positive. It's not. It's sickening. He, now I'm not gonna sit here and act like you know I'm better than thou or anything like that. I'm not gonna sit here and act like that because I like the I like King Von's music. I like little I like Lil dirk's music. I like NBA Young Boys music. I like Pop Smoke. I like you know listening to that gangster shit, but I also like listening to the Kendricks and the Coles and the Logics. See, I feel like back then there was more moderation, but nowadays if you if you rap anything positive, you're fucking corny, you're lame. Like there's a lot of rappers that just tries to put out a positive message and people be like, "Oh, they're corny, they're lame. Turn their shit off. Hey, turn on that turn on that King Von. Turn on that Lil Dirt." And you got these fucking little ass kids and white people And people that lives in the suburbs, like, you got all these people that never has been anywhere close to that life glorifying it. Trying to emulate what they hear in the music because they feel that's cool. That ain't cool. Y'all look like some dumbass fools. And this shit really makes me mad because, like... One, like... It just pisses me off how these people go through real shit like these rappers go through real shit they come from horrible situations and people want to gas it up and glorify it like that's what they want to do their whole lives most of those people don't want to be in those situations they want to leave they want to do better but then you got these rap fans glorifying the shit out of it And what I'm saying is, look, there is room to talk about that stuff, but only it's it's the end goal, because I feel like gangster rappers back in the day, they rapped about the shit that they rapped about, whether it was and I feel like I feel like. The gangster rap of back then is different from the gangster rap of now because gangster rap back then was more just telling true stories of what was going on to, you know, shed awareness, but also to help themselves and their families get out of those bad situations. It's almost like the end kind of justified the means they weren't they weren't being like of course rappers was dissing people and all that back then that ain't nothing new i hope you guys get what i'm saying but i'm saying that you know they did this shit but once they got on they realized all right i gotta i gotta you know do better for the people around me i gotta let this dumb shit go i'm better than this now but these newer rappers it's like once you get that success I just need to be more disrespectful. Like, I said this before in in the episode where I said this isn't your beef. Lil Durk should not still be dissing his ops from Chicago. Yes, I know that's how he came up. But once you get to a certain point, it's like, all right, man, it's time for it's time for change, it's time for growth. It's time I let this shit go. Not saying that you can't rap about that gangster shit, but it's like, we need to stop pushing the negative narrative too much. That's what I'm just, that's what I'm simply saying. I don't mind listening to gangster shit, but also we need to push more of a positive message. Because it's ridiculous that Kendrick Lamar's album was called one of the worst albums of the year to a lot of people all just because he's rapping about mentally getting himself better the fact that he grew up in such an environment and now he's trying to learn how to let go of those traumas and those things from the past how is that bad how is that worse album material how how and then you got the same people, and I bet you someone's going to come in my comments talking about some, oh, but the even the gangster rappers is talking about their traumas. They lost people. They, they're, they're expressing their feelings too. So why is the gangsters allowed to talk about their real stories and their traumas and how they're trying to get over it? How come they're allowed to do it and it's considered cool, but another rapper who's trying to go about it in a different way is considered corny? I don't get that shit. I don't get it. I feel like rappers, we need to stop glorifying drugs. We need to stop glorifying, you know, violence, dissing dead people and all that shit. We need to let that shit go. And I'm not saying that it didn't happen back in the day, but the fact that it the fact that it did somewhat happen back in the day and it's only gotten worse, we're moving backwards we're not advancing we're moving the fuck backwards and i feel like this is also deeper than just rap because to me and this and and all of this didn't really start to click until pop smoke's death i remember when pop smoke died and you know, he posted that, I think, Dior bag or something like he posted something and it shared his locate is like people got to see his location. People came in, robbed him and killed him. But when you really think about it, same with X, same with PNB Rock. When you think on these situations, I feel like in a lot of these situations, this wasn't just a robbery. I feel like they wanted to kill that person because let's think about it he got something that i don't have so i'm gonna take that shit not just physically from him but i'm gonna take his life as well that's what's in the minds of a lot of these people but why is it in the minds of them because we come from communities that america don't care about we live in a system where they don't give us much so we just dis- so it's so Some of us goes to a point where we're like, all right, we're going to kill somebody that has what we should, what we feel like we should have. We're going to, we're going to rob this person. We're going to sell these drugs. We're going to kill these people. Don't y'all see that this is what the fuck America was built on. And I'm not trying to sound like no conspiracy theorists or anything like that. It just, when you really sit back and think about it, y'all are fighting over blocks that America owns y'all can talk all that gangster shit, I don't care, I really don't care about none of that gangster shit, if any, look, I'm a fan of Lil Durk, I'm a fan of like a lot of gangster rappers, but if they hear this, I highly doubt they will, but if any gangster hears this and they get offended, I don't give a fuck, you guys are fighting over blocks that don't fucking belong to you, you can say all that Pyru and Crip shit all y'all want, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to y'all gang. But sit back and really think about this shit. Like. Y'all are fighting. Over blocks. That fucking America owns. And they want you to kill each other. That's the crazy thing. These rappers. These people in these communities. They're killing each other. And that's what they want. They want us to kill each other. Black people. Black people actually anybody of color really wasn't supposed to get success in this country when you look at when you look at the origins of this country we weren't supposed to get success so it's like when you do when you do reach that success not only do you have to worry about the racist people that still exist in america not only do you have to worry about the system but shit. Now you also gotta worry about your own kind who fell into the trap and that wants to kill you because they because you got out of that bad situation and you got what they want. Like I said, this is bigger than PNB Rock. This is bigger than rap. This is just crazy. This is insanity because it's, it's sad. The drugs, the killing... The robbing, we're not doing anything to help ourselves. Like I said, we're just moving backwards. And we need to do better than this. Not just for PNB Rock, not just for these rappers, not just for, you know, all that. We need to be better as a society. Because with everybody placing blame all over the damn place, like in this and I keep using this pnb rock situation because everybody's pointing fingers at at him, her, them they keep pointing fingers at everybody but we're not acknowledging the true problem it's the culture and it's the country we're we're moving backwards. We keep pushing negative narratives. We keep killing each other. We keep falling for the trap that America was built on. And like I said, I'm not trying to sound like no no conspiracy theorists or any fucking thing like that. I'm not trying to sound like that. But my thing is we need to sit back and really think about this shit because what we doing now We're only gonna wind up destroying ourselves. Hell. Starts with these rappers. It's gonna get to a point where I mean regular people is still getting it, but it's gonna be is it's just becoming more of an issue. And I don't look, I don't have the solution. But I am willing to start that conversation that will lead us to a solution. I don't have a solution, but one person can't come up to a solution with these problems. We need to, you know, fix this as a community. Because what we're doing right now, this ain't it. And I already know that if anybody does stumble upon this episode, they're probably going to talk hella shit, going to leave ignorant comments, say a bunch of shit that maybe won't even make sense. And everybody's entitled to their opinion, but all I'm saying is that instead of calling me whatever you want or saying whatever you want about me, how about we talk about a real solution to these issues? Because whether you want to say that it's not the music, whether you want to blame it on who so whatsoever, this is still an issue. You can say, you can feel how you feel about what I said, but at the end of the day, the issue is real and we can't ignore it. And obviously we can't ignore it much longer because I shouldn't have named all these rappers. And I'm only, and I'm only speaking on rappers. If I looked into more research on just regular people that go out like this, I bet you this list would be 10 times longer. But A... What the fuck do I know? I'm just a guy in his room with a microphone, just talking. But what do I know? Moral of the story of this episode. First off, RIP PNB Rock. RIP to all the rappers that lost their lives to this dumb shit within our culture and within our country. RIP to all of them but more of the story of this episode we need to do better we need to do better cuz all i know is the way i see this world going and it's and you know it's not even just tied to this music shit like even if you listen to the first episode of my podcast i was talking about how me and my parents was going to a 4th of July event and someone just started shooting During fireworks, they purposely waited until the fireworks to start shooting shots so that people could get confused. They turned a wholesome family event into something that was scary for people. Not necessarily scary for me. Because me, personally me, the way I think is whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. If I was meant to die that night, God had a reason for it. But here's the thing, when I think back at that moment, I feel more sorry for the people that was around us. I feel sorry for that woman that was having to cover her baby while being barricaded by millions of people, all because one, one person started bussing shots. So this is bigger than rap, and I'm just saying that we we as people are moving backwards and all i know is being a parent must be the hardest job in the world not just because of what y'all do as parents but also because of the world we live in knowing that you or your children could walk out that door and they may never come back in And I say that because I always talk about how I want to be a parent someday. And the way the world is right now, if I was a parent, I know I'd probably be losing my shit. I know I probably would be. Just because of a lot of the things I've been seeing in these past few years. And it is so disappointing that this is the world we live in. So, even if you don't want to, even if you take away these rappers and shit like that we got to do better so that future generations and future kids don't have to live in this type of world that we currently live in. Cause like I said, this world is disgusting and we need to do better. This is a very different episode of the podcast. Cause as you guys can see, this is something that I think about a lot and that this got me very fed up, but you know, That's one of the reasons I made this podcast, to start conversations and to say the hard truths that a lot of other people won't say. So with all that being said, this is Tevin Jameer signing out. See you next time on the next episode of the podcast. Match believes that adults date better because when you date as an adult, you get to be a little irresponsible with really responsible people. Rip the clothes off someone who actually knows how to put them away. Fall stupidly in love with someone who's actually really smart. Forget being hot. Get them to ugly laugh. Ready to crush on someone who makes you feel whole? If you know who you are and what you want in a relationship, Match is the place for you. Adults Wanted. Download the Match app today.